0: Pakistan is urbanizing rapidly, with about 36.4% of the national population residing in urban areas. The Sindh province is among the most urbanized provinces in Pakistan, with 52% of the population living in urban areas, indicating a massive shift from rural to urban parts of the country. Despite increasing urbanization, there are countrywide inequities in full immunization coverage with basic vaccines between the richest and poorest people in both rural and urban populations of Pakistan. This is Devin Nagel, Program Officer with JSI's Immunization Center, based in Arlington, Virginia.
1: This is Voices of Public Health, the JSI podcast.
0: In the Sindh province of Pakistan, an area in the southeast part of the country, only 49% of children between 1 and 2 years old get all of their basic immunizations, and 6% reportedly received no immunizations. This coverage varies widely from district to district. Sindh province also houses some of Pakistan's largest slums, with Karachi city having the highest number of unvaccinated children in the world. As reported in the 2017 draft joint appraisal report, Karachi has an estimated 400,000 unimmunized children, though this is difficult to fully quantify. Today, we will speak with Pakistan's leading immunization experts that have made immunization coverage in Karachi a top priority. These experts work in varying capacities with the Expanded Program on Immunization, also known as EPI, at the provincial and federal levels. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. To start, can you share with me your name and role within the EPI in Pakistan?
2: My name is Dr. Muhammad Akram Sultan. I'm a project manager uh, for the EPI-SYN. Sin. is an actually extended program of immunization which actually deals with the uh, 10 to 11 antigens uh, against uh, vaccine-preventable diseases.
1: Hi, and good morning. This is Dr. Tariq Masood. I'm Senior Immunization Technical Advisor working as
3: a consultant at EPI-SYN. I'm joining from Karachi. Hello, I am Dr. Swahil Said working in epi Sindh as the EPI-Focal Person.
4: Good morning, colleagues. This is Dr. Sophia Yunus. I am working as Deputy Director Training in Federal EPI, and also I am a Focal Person for the Province of Sindh with another title of uh, me working as Synergy Coordinator with the Polio Eradication Initiative in Pakistan. Thank you. Well, thank you all again for joining me
0: today. To begin, can you explain why it was important to develop an immunization roadmap in Karachi? In the answer you're about to listen to, we first hear from Dr. Muhammad Akram Sultan from the Sindh or Provincial EPI, then Dr. Tariq Masood from JSI, followed by Dr. Sophia Yunus from Federal EPI, and then Dr. Sohail bin Saeed from Sindh EPI.
2: You know, the Karachi is a, one of the biggest city of Pakistan, having a 16 million population uh, and is, uh, as by some research done by JSI or uh, UNICEF, that this is the biggest slum in, in the area, Around um, more than uh, around 1,000 slums are available in this area and 7 million around 45% of the five, 45.5% population of Karachi is living in these these slums it is not a joke that less than half of a percentage of a total population living in slum and uh, half of the city is slum then how can we call it as a city rather it is not a city without a map and uh, therefore uh, uh, you know the map is very important for the immunization too but i think the map for the wash and for all the activities for this bigger possible city is necessary, which is at time not available. And as in the demographic and health survey, PDHS of the Sin province in 2017 and 18, shows a slight increase in the full immunization coverage with the basic vaccines in the urban areas of the province that is from 54% to 66%. If you go for the rural area, you'll find much lower than that, but the population is scattered there. And here we have the highest superuse UCs, which is a source for the very important disease uh, that is polio. And uh, without controlling the routine, routine immunization uh, gaps, uh, we actually are unable to control the polio, which is a risk for the world even. And when still vaccine preventable diseases of So if
1: I may join here, uh, this is Dr. Tariq Masood. As uh, uh, the bdpi I mentioned about the uh, these significant important points, uh, the joint WHO and UNICEF report published in 2017 uh, basically revealed that Karachi is the city in the world with highest number of unvaccinated children for PENTA three couples. So, having said that, this really warranted uh, uh, to develop uh, a joint plan to prepare, uh, to prepare the plan so that which can address all the inequities and issues so the donors like Gavi and uh, uh, BMGF USAID and uh, World Bank they mutually agreed with the government of Pakistan and uh, with their uh, uh, mutual understanding the Sindhi API uh, they basically requested to develop a robust roadmap for uh, achieving universal immunization coverage in Karachi so uh, this was the start uh, to, for, for this because we are having repeated outbreaks of polio as well as uh, measles and other vaccine preventable diseases. Uh, if Sophia and Arsuel can uh, join, please.
4: Yeah, uh, thank you, Dr. Tariq and uh, Dr. Akram for a very uh, elaborative uh, overview. And also, um, uh, I just want to add that the urban slum study that was conducted in uh, Karachi and Hyderabad that highlighted 988 slums in, uh, you know, in the mega cities. So it was also considered as a starting point point that if there are so many slums where the unimmunized children are above 40 percent, so uh, we need a concrete plan that how are we going to, uh, you know, address this, uh, these inequities that are existing within the city, which was the dire need of the time. So that's a, a point which I wanted to add. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Dr. Sophia. Uh, dr agrob is uh, very certainly said it's true that it was a very high, high number of slums in karachi uh, most of those, those slums are difficult to approach because of their, their uh, there is no infrastructure such is maintained for the even for the normal pathways they are that living in the high uh, upper hills or downhills. there there is no proper pathways or for the traveling even uh, there, there is also uh, issues regarding the HR problems. There in the in these slums areas, there is no health facilities in there for the for each and every child. That's why they, we have started this, this uh, very uh, uh, big issue for, uh, regarding the urban slum immunization. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you. And can you speak a little bit more about the development of the immunization roadmap? So. Um, who was engaged and what steps were taken uh, to create this uh, roadmap for um, improving immunization in urban slums?
1: Yeah, thank you, uh, David. This is uh, Dr. Tariq again. Uh, Basically, uh, we had, uh, uh, as I mentioned, it was supposed to be a joint uh, plan to prepare this. So all the related stakeholders uh, were consulted in the process. Uh, this whole process actually we started with the assa- assessment of existing information and the analysis of uh, current routine immunization systems in karachi uh, basically we collected uh, some data from the field and uh, some we and then we, we had a detailed analysis of available uh, data banks available data in the, uh, with the who unicef provincial eoc a- emergency operations cell for polio and if EPI, of course. So multiple things were uh, done in fact. If I may summarize, uh, we we reached out to communities uh, to to meet with the mothers of the children uh, who did not uh, I mean give the vaccination to their, 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 their the parents of the children who did not uh, get the vaccination did not vaccinated their children to know the reason. Those children who received all the vac- vaccines, we met with their parents to know the enabling factors. And those children who, who, whose vaccination schedule was started but could not be completed, to know the reason why they stopped in the middle. And then we met with the, with the, the uh, community leaders, local community leaders, like religious leaders, the local uh, political leaders, the uh, other community stakeholders then local general practitioners, the pediatricians, and also the working, the the people who are working for uh, providing the immunization, like the vaccinators, the lady health workers, the community health workers for polio, and their chains up to the provincial level. So from the provincial uh, stakeholders, like director general of health, project director of EPI, director of services, Karachi, then district health officers, town health officers, uh, EPA focal persons, TSVs, DSVs. So all the stakeholders were uh, interviewed. We had uh, one hundred and fifteen IDIs, uh, twenty-seven focus group discussion, and uh, uh, evaluation of the EPA centers and uh, outreach services. So uh, based on this, we identified the gaps and uh, lacunae, uh, which were presented to a in a second stage to in the work stakeholders workshop. Uh, and we've shared the findings and identified the suggested intervention and that workshop was attended by the donors like Gavi and BMGF, World Bank and uh, uh, USAID and the partners like WHO, UNICEF, uh, JSI. This was led by the government, the federal and provincial EPI uh, teams jointly led this in the, the uh, workshop after this we uh, the, during this after the end of uh, at the end of the workshop this was decided that three technical working groups will be uh, formulated uh, who will further refine the uh, suggested interventions uh, this was for governance for uh, uh, service delivery and demand generation this after the this uh, completion of the technical working group uh, the suggested interventions were shared for the feedback with the two districts health teams and then the uh, we drafted the roadmap and shared with the partners for feedback and comments, which was uh, done multiple times, then at the end, the prioritization of the areas like super iris unit councils for polio education uh, and uh, slums and other things was done in there and through workshop as well again and then we finalized with inputs from our stakeholders and partners. I will start here and request you other, please, if, if they can join me, please.
4: Thank you, Dr. Tariq. I think it was very elaborate. Uh, explanation of the process just to reiterate what you have said that it was an inclusive process with all the stakeholders under one roof discussing government leading the process and all the partners there to support and not only the uh, key partners but also the expanded partners, the CSOs, everyone was there to uh, develop because uh, Karachi is the heart of Pakistan and everyone wanted to reduce the You know, unimmunized children. Uh, If not, we can, you know, um, stop at once. So everyone was there to develop the roadmap and the enthusiasm I was there to witness. So I think it was a great effort. Thank you.
5: Well, it sounds like the development of the roadmap was clearly a very collaborative process, um, as you've described. And I'm curious how these results that you've gathered from the analyses and the different uh, working groups. How did these results create the path for concrete intervention strategies that you will then take forward and implement uh, throughout Karachi? Uh,
2: Thank you very much. Uh, You are talking about the situational and bottleneck analysis of the problems and uh, the way forward. The thing is that uh, in Karachi, it is a cosmopolitan city which is uh, having uh, multiple stakeholders uh, the hospitals here are under different ministries: the Ministry of Health, the Ministry of the Local Government, and the Ministry of Labour. Uh, it is not likewise the other areas where all the hospitals are under counties and they work there. But the here we have different departments: the Kashimot Metropolitan Corporation, the District Municipal Committees for the cleanliness and all that. Other entities or the corporations like district the DHA or Defense Housing Authority, cantonment areas, para stateal organizations, a big private sector. So the issue of the coordination, communication and accountability was identified as a major gap and challenged as vice. And therefore, uh, the service delivery issues there, that is the low number of vaccinators in EPI centers proportion to the population needs here and as well as less or uh, inappropriate rationalization of their and low quality and outreach service provisions because of the less monitoring and less social pressures over there and capacity issues of there because the training of the people regard they are from our society and the other part of the society is not up to the mark and therefore they they themselves are not properly capacitated as such and uh, the capacity building uh, is very important issue Air and demand generation issue is also there and there is as such no micro planning and there's no demanding system in a way that one can do how, how, how we can do the concrete intervention strategies and uh, this is a nutshell in and I can I can I can show you the bottlenecks of the problems uh, uh, and the in their the way forward yeah so,
1: David, uh, in, in, in uh, concluding this, I would say that all these uh, uh, gaps were identified, and as I mentioned, that uh, these were shared with the relevant uh, uh, stakeholders, uh, which uh, uh, basically formulated the uh, recommendations to overcome those problems. Then, of course, the uh, the responsibility who will be doing what, which organization will be doing. And then with the timeline and the costing involved in it, all these steps were done in the following uh, stages. So uh, this is how it was, in fact, done uh, in Karachi. Uh, Dr. Sufia can also join.
4: Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Tarek. and uh, everything has been explained, but just to add that, uh, uh, you know, when we were working on this, everyone was uh, on one roof, under one roof, and, uh, and, you know, we knew that where are the resources, the government was there, they, uh, they were, you know, uh, thinking that where we can chip in, and the donor was also looking from where these uh, gaps can be mitigated for example if there was an identification of need that the uh, vaccinators need to be trained then uh, the, you know the national uh, program was there to uh, Plug in the gap through the trainings. So it was such a uh, you know a comprehensive exercise that not only led to identification of the uh, areas that needed special focus, but also it led to you know uh, there and then identification of the uh, funding sources that are there within the country and where there would be uh, again a gap despite all the available resources, wherein you know some other organizations can chip in. Thank Great, thank you. Um, Switching gears
5: a little bit. Well, you mentioned that many different stakeholders were engaged, and I imagine that this also includes the the private sector. Um, In your experience, how has the private sector been involved in the EPI program?
4: Yes, uh, thank you so much. The engagement of private sector, you know, if you see the various, uh, uh, you know, the documents, uh, you will come to know that around 70% of the private sector is being uh, uh, approached by the community. However, once it comes to engagement in immunization, it varies from district to districts and in cities as well. So there are certain uh, areas of Pakistan where private sector is engaged to a larger extent, but are uh, districts where this engagement is very little, and uh, this is the area where currently we are focusing at the national level. And uh, uh, you know, uh, especially at the national level, the end, uh, even at the provincial level, also MOUs have been developed and they are being signed, especially in terms of that the HR will be provided by the private sector and immunization services in terms of vaccines will be the responsibility of uh, EPA program and the cold chain maintenance, uh, you know, uh, if they have, if the private sector uh, does not have the capacity, they can uh, request the program to uh, place you know, these uh, uh, cold uh, chain equipment, that is the cold chain um, uh, ILRs and ice-lined refrigerators, solar drive, direct drive uh, refrigerators into their health facility for which the maintenance would be their responsibility but EPI would ensure availability of uh, vaccines that have to be uh, administered to the children free of cost and if if a private sector wants some uh, service charges service charges to administer it uh, to the uh, uh, while they are administering the vaccines that is acceptable so different mous are being signed and individually different hospitals are being engaged um, at the time of uh, you know engagement of uh, at the time of development of this roadmap this engagement was was not that much uh, uh, in in the radar, but now we are considering it as an important option to move forward when the countries and the economies are suffering due to lack of resources in terms of COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, the way forward is engagement of private
1: So uh, if I can add here, the roadmap studies which uh, JSI led to conduct in the field, uh, they also identified that there are more than 10,000 private practitioners, uh, either uh, qualified or non-qualified health providers, are practicing in Karachi, in the city of Karachi, whereas only 135, 135 uh, private centers were providing routine immunization services in the city. So that is a big gap, in fact, as, as Dr. Sophia mentioned, that uh, 70% of the population, uh, approaching private sector to seek the health services, but uh, in contrast, the immunization services being provided through the private sector was very very uh, minimal. So uh, that is the one of the big gap which uh, was identified uh, in the uh, urban immunization road map studies. Over.
5: Thank you, Dr. Sophia and Dr. Tarek. And how do you think that we can increase private sector engagement to then improve urban immunization?
1: After identifying this gap, Gavi again, uh, uh, extended the technical assistance to JSI uh, to work for a, a joint memorandum of understanding with the private sector. First, we identified the key private sectors having chain of health facilities in the city, and then we engaged uh, those. Uh, most of them are very much uh, willing. We involved the private, pri- uh, the association like Pakistan Pediatric Association, and uh, the office of the project Directory, EPI engaged all these stakeholders in the in the private sector as well. So we had uh, developed. Uh, uh, you, uh, what you call the uh, uh, Joint Memorandum of Understanding, which was drafted by uh, the committee established by the Verdi project director EPSM, Dr. Kram Sultan, uh, which included the members from WHO, UNICEF, JSI, uh, and uh, uh, the DKF, uh, And we formulated, drafted the letter, this MOU, we shared with the two district health officers teams, and then incorporated their inputs. And then we engaged the, we shared the, uh, some entities, private sector entities who are willing to establish EPS centers in their setup. They also provided the feedback. So now it is a, it is a jointly developed uh, MOU available. And we are uh, going to sign this with the first, with the first entity that is the uh, Veda Machiara Trust, ZMT, having 35 free of cost, uh, service healthcare service providing uh, entity in the city, especially in the uh, urban slums. So, with this, the series of MOUs will be started, and within two to three months, around 100 new vaccination providing health facilities will be established in Karachi. And this will go on. Uh, this can be fixed EPS center or uh, outreach site. So, whatever is suitable in the context of the community, we will be going to do
4: Dr. Sofia or Dr. Swail?
3: Yeah, thank, thank you, Dr. you so Sar- much. Uh, uh, sorry, please go ahead, Dr. Swail. Uh, thank you, Dr. Tariq. You are very right the, regarding the MU. We are currently uh, uh, signing so with the more than uh, with the three or four NGOs. They are those are running more than hundred clinics in the slums area of the Karachi. And this is is possible only uh, with our current uh, project director, EPI, who is taking very keen interest in all these activities. Thank you very
4: much. Just to add what Dr. Tariq is uh, saying, that uh, what uh, at the sitting at the national level, we also consider that this is the high time to engage private sector because there has been a lot of uh, 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 you know backlog in terms of covering the children who missed their necessary doses of uh, routine immunization uh, during the COVID pandemic. So there is a lot of uh, work to do in this regard. We are uh, you know focusing our direction towards engaging private sector and we are looking forward to our donors and different grants that are lined up we are uh, ensuring that you know we train the hr that is already available we ensure that the cold chain the right one is uh, placed there and if anything uh, f- uh, for example recording and reporting tools are needed so we are here to support the private sector so uh, you know we are leveraging the support that is available and is coming our way at the national level to divert it to the provinces, which are in uh, dire need. And for this, you know, I offer my support to uh, Sindh as well. Well, thank
5: you. And Dr. Sofia, you began to touch on this, but COVID has disproportionately impacted urban areas globally due to the high concentration of people in those areas. Uh, what is the situation in Karachi?
1: Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, see, Karachi is a mega city of uh, Pakistan. It's the biggest city of the, the country. And uh, that was not exception, uh, like in other mega cities in the world, uh, which were affected uh, badly uh, by COVID-19. So Karachi was also, I mean, uh, the, the city with highest number of COVID cases in, in Pakistan. Uh, so, so but i but I feel that uh, the the effects would have been more and uh, the situation would have been worse if the uh, authorities had not taken the uh, timely actions. Uh, say see there was conflict between the federal and provincial government whether we should uh, apply the lockdown or not. but somehow the provincial uh, government took the lead and uh, they uh, applied the lockdown. What that uh, made uh, was uh, made the, com- the people communities disappear from the roads, from the markets from the busy places and uh, they were confined to their homes and the offices were closed, the schools were closed, all the educational institutions. So the movement uh, uh, through which the virus was ex- uh, spreading from one person to other was limited. And that really helped in limiting the number of COVID cases. Uh, if that had not happened, I believe that we would have uh, also the same sort of uh, situation which we are seeing in other mega cities of the of the world. Now, this this uh, uh, affected the all, of course all the services the uh, in, in the daily which we are doing on daily basis. And uh, as I said uh, earlier, that immunization was also one. Of uh, those services which were badly affected. Uh, in the lockdown, the outreach services were stopped and uh, the OPDs were closed, and uh, the EPS centers were eventually closed because of this. Now, the people have to reach to hospitals to bring their children to vaccination centers, and vaccinators also need to reach hospitals or EPS centers. So, this, this actually, uh, this lockdown and the clo- closure of the transport, all those things uh, definitely affected this. And uh, neither the people who are bringing the children to centers nor the vaccinators were reaching a force because this was met uh, through administrative actions. Now, when we tried to restore the situation after the situation was settled, we had a lot of lo- uh, backlog of uh, children who were supposed to receive vaccines against. 11 vaccine preventable diseases. A lot of efforts have been taken for this as well by Send api and uh, jointly uh, in the ministry. And uh, the many, many activities I can, I can mention were done, the SOPs were, uh, uh, I mean, uh, endorsed by all the uh, hospitals and all the EPS centers, the uh, distance social distancing, the use of masks, the sanitizers, and hand washing all these measures were really taken up uh, very well by the communities as well as by the by the authorities and this really uh, helped in uh, restoring the confidence of the communities to bring their children back to the centers to prevent their children from the 11 vaccine preventable diseases
2: uh, thank you uh, dr tariq uh, covid 19 was definitely a problem uh, to pakistan too as uh, the world have but uh, this was very unfortunate that the thing were, came without uh, any intimation before. Uh, in the last of the December 2019 and the start of the 2020, we started uh, getting the cases. And uh, in the first quarter, uh, the immunization was better. But in the second quarter, it went very bad because uh, the uh, caregiver and caretaker both are actually not coming to the fixed centers. And we have decreased our immunization up to uh, less than 50%. And the reason behind was the patients, uh, persons, and the parents don't have the confidence to reach to the uh, fixed centers and uh, to, to meet with the vaccinators. They were not agreed to take any of the vaccinations. But uh, at that time, we don't have the BPs. Uh, but with the efforts of the EPISN, even when there is a difficulty in the vaccines availability because of the, of the flight uh, blockages and all, uh, we were able uh, to manage the things. And uh, with all efforts, with supplying of the PPS, with the district monitoring, uh, I personally, along with the team, monitors around 16 districts uh, in this time. And by the grace of God, by, with the aid of the extensive outreach activities supported by the WHO, with the help of Lendergate Foundation and their initiatives, as well as with the UNICEF uh, uh, intercommunication materials and with the efforts of my partners and the provincial team, we were able to raise the uh, immunization coverage more than 70, 75 percent, and even sometimes 80 or 85 percent areas in the in the in the in the in the collective and the cumulative uh, part. And you see, this is the highest. The uh, send is highest in the nearby provinces, and you see nearby many developing countries. We are better in this last three, four months. And if you go the COVID uh, post-COVID immunization which is read at the peak is 28 percent more than the pre covid time and that was a marvelous incident. And you know that's in the epi along with the help of the international partners and support givers we are in the in the positions to take off from the runway in the in the, in the sky of the immunization and uh, this is in a nutshell
0: thank you dr Tarek and dr sultan for that explanation of the current situation in karachi To wrap up our conversation today, can you explain a little bit more on what EPI is doing to catch up with children who missed immunization due to COVID-19?
1: I I think uh, Dr. Sufia can start and then uh, from the the country level and then at the provincial level, Dr. Kramsutan can uh, sum up.
4: Thank you so much, uh, uh, Dr. Tarek. And, uh, you know, this uh, backlog of children that missed their routine immunization vaccines during the COVID lockdown was enormous in terms of numbers. So what federal plan was uh, to align all the grants that were available. Uh, the donors uh, provided us with flexibilities to use their grant in whatever way we are intending to use it. So we plan for enhanced outreach activities, specifically in those uh, areas where we are expecting a number of children that miss their routine vaccines, so in this regard, not only we conducted this uh, enhanced outreach activity, which is still uh, ongoing, and till December we are we have the resources, but we are trying our level best to you know uh, continue them for another uh, quarter if we uh, manage them. And uh, then the second thing is engagement of the communities because. The parents were afraid of getting their children vaccinated due to covid and uh, uh, you know we ensured that uh, ppes are procured in a timely manner and you know the confidence of parents is enhanced in this regard we are also working with our partner unicef to engage you know the community based organizations the international ngos to reach to these communities and build their confidence that uh, look the epi centers are are now being refurbished, they are coming with a new look, they are uh, providing services 24-7 in some areas, uh, but other, at least during the working hours, you can come without any fear of uh, contracting COVID during the vaccination because the PPEs are there and the infection prevention and control measures have been in place.
2: Uh, what we're doing, uh, we will do the translation of the guidelines and SOPs in local languages and circulation uh, to circulated to the vaccinators uh, to get uh, their knowledge upgrade and capacity building. Provision of the DBs to the vaccination staff. Communication strategies applied uh, to pull back the communities to the vaccinator sites with the all SOPs. Uh, enhance outreach activity uh, by 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 continuous motivation to For both the sides and by proper monitoring and monitoring and supportive uh, supervision of the districts for uh, proper uh, proper for the proper problem solving and as well as uh, we are also involving the our uh, uh, registry uh, to to see the missed childrens and as well as in the flood time there was a missed childrens we are dealing with with different type of the. Uh, miss children who are migrant who are displaced by the flood who are ignorant or they have some phobias we have different strategies to manage each group of the people how they are thank you
1: so if i can uh, sum up at the end uh, i think that the comprehensive uh, uh, strategies are been adopted by the uh, the all the government stakeholders. There is recognition of the problem that uh, uh, the clog of mischildren is lying there. So everyone actually is trying hard to reach out to those children. And definitely this will help in preventing the vaccine preventable diseases. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much to Dr. Mohammed Akram Sultan, Dr. Sohail bin Said, Dr. Sufiya Yunus, and Dr. Tariq Masood for spending time with me today to explain more about Karachi's routine immunization program. Again, my name is Devin Nagel with JSI, and thanks for tuning in to
5: Voices of Public Health.
4: Thank you for listening to Voices of Public Health, the JSI
3: podcast.